Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I want to talk about why sometimes we misdirect our anger towards the completely wrong person or thing or idea. And it's an idea that is encapsulated in the phrase, don't hate the player, hate the game. I try and bring energy and enthusiasm to every gym session with my trainer. It seems logical given that I'm there voluntarily and paying for the privilege. If there's one thing that's guaranteed to lower my mood or sap my commitment to the session, it's the pull-up bar. I hate pull-ups. I resent having to do them. When she includes pull-ups in our workout, it feels like she's done so out of spite. I stare at the bar with venom, hating it for what it represents. Pull-ups hurt. I'm no good at them. I invariably fail to complete the set. It's just humiliating. My ire is directed towards the bar itself, a simple horizontal metal bar on the top of the frame in the corner of the gym. I hate it. I hate what it represents to me. I hate what it represents about me. Our hatred is often a distraction mechanism. My reaction is symbolic, of course. It's a ridiculous and misguided reaction from an otherwise mostly rational person towards an inanimate object. It's easier to hate the pull-up bar and hate doing pull-ups rather than to admit the truth. I hate failing. I hate that I'm not as strong as I'd like to be. I hate that I'm not as good at pull-ups as I want to be. I hate that I'm not as good as those who can do them and hate that I'm envious about them. I hate that no matter how hard I work, I can't seem to get any better at them. It's seductively easy to attach blame, dissatisfaction or symbolic hatred to a thing, an individual or a group. It's easier than confronting the true problem and dealing with the negative emotions that strike when things don't work out. It's a tendency that I've mastered. Failure leaves our emotions raw. It scuppers our good intentions, draining us of resolve and self-belief. We feel vulnerable and exposed, and it matters little whether we've failed at someone else's challenge or against our own expectations and standards. To admit fault, to acknowledge that we were complicit in the failure is often too much to bear. Maybe we could have prepared more. Perhaps we didn't really try as hard as we could have. Maybe we believed it would come easily and we blew off the preparation. Not that we'd admit it to anyone else, of course. Find someone or something to blame. Confronted by failure or disappointment, we do what comes naturally. What seems like the most sensible and obvious thing, we blame others, complaining about the circumstances and balking about the game that must be rigged against us. We attach our dissatisfactions and anger to inanimate objects. We blame another person or group who ruined it for us. It feels more comfortable to place the blame at their feet or in their hands rather than to confront up to the shame and discomfort that comes along with failing. If we accept the fault, then by extension we may have to do the work to improve and overcome the project. Many would rather not bother with that. Resentment and blame win the day. We resent the co-worker who gets promoted ahead of us, or blame a system that's unfair. Our face doesn't fit and our skills are often overlooked and undervalued. Those who succeeded must have cheated or defrauded their way to victory. 
we vilify the, the boss who passes us over in favour of less deserving colleagues. They overlook our skills and strengths, taking us for granted. They're an obstacle, preventing us from fulfilling our potential. We choose to blame erratic and irrational markets for poorly performing investments, and we resent those who bought early when prices were low. They must have just got lucky. They must have received a tip and excluded us. We blame governments for handling of the pandemic, for poor choices that have allowed it to wreak havoc for so long. We blame the others who ignore masks and social distancing driven by their own selfish needs. And so it goes on and on. To shift the blame and look externally for explanations for our failing feels comfortable. We don't then have to own up to our responsibilities or our own lacklustre performance. We live to fail another day and then to blame someone else or something else for it. Play the game. Writers become accustomed to the game of creation. Failure feels like an ever-looming threat. We grow to resent our shared nemesis, the blank page. It sits before us, cursor blinking, waiting to be filled with carefully selected words, arranged to tell a compelling story. As we dredge our minds for inspiration, there's an urge to hate that blank page for every second it remains empty. It's a plain white representation of our inability to generate a single solid idea, or even a flaky one for that matter. The only way to preempt this hatred and to sidestep the self-loathing that comes with it is to play the game, to get started, to write. We begin, we do what we can, we start with what we have. It may not come easily or quickly, but it comes nonetheless, and then we go from there. Sometimes slowly, sometimes with a rush of inspiration as the blockage gives way. Don't hate the player before you've begun the game. The desire to preempt failure and sidestep the pain and despondency that comes with it is a powerful force. It will stop us from starting at all if we let it. In each endeavour, we've got to muster the will to press on regardless. We can't let our fear of failing at the game prevent us from playing the game in the first place. If we let our fear of failure distract us from giving it our best shot, then we've failed before we've even begun. We deserve to play each and every game with optimism with enthusiasm and with the hope of winning. I hope you found that useful and maybe a little bit thought-provoking in terms of whether you're directing anger or feelings of despondency in the wrong place. Until next time, this is Toby from Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.